When you're finding your voice, nothing else matters. No doubts, no insecurities, and no fears will interfere with that voice. There's no waiting for the perfect moment, and you certainly don't need anyone's permission. You are the voice. This podcast is a safe space for creatives and entrepreneurs to be themselves. I will help you get out of your head so that you can break up with your fears and get into your passion. With that being said, I am your host, Michelle Unveiled, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in to find your voice. Hashtag be the voice. Episode 10, Tongue Tied. Today we have a guest from Savannah, Georgia. He obtained his bachelor's degree in theater from Armstrong Atlantic State University, now known as Georgia Southern. He moved to Atlanta in 2011 to pursue his acting career, also known as your sheriff's favorite deputy. It is my pleasure to introduce Alfred Pierce. Hello, hello. How you doing today, Alfred? Oh, I am great. How about yourself? I'm doing outstanding. I'm very excited about our time together today. Oh, me too. Me too. And I really appreciate the opportunity and I'm looking forward to this. Uh, whew, I- <laughs> <laughs> well, just, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun time, you know, on on this show, I'm passionate about helping creatives get out of their head and into their passion. And sometimes I need some help in that area too. And you've actually had to help me <laughs> in our last show, but we'll talk about that a little later. But I really want to just kind of start out by just asking you how you began your creative journey as an actor and just what do you have going on now and just kind of how it all started for you. Okay, well, um, <clears throat> let's see, how did it all start? It all started August 14th, 1987. A star was born. Little did I, okay, just kidding. <laughs> you but, know what? <laughs> <laughs> you about to just give it all to me, come on. <laughs> yeah, you gotta start at the beginning because every great story starts at the beginning. You're but, right. <laughs> I will say this, but seriously, um, uh, my dad, um, he said, <laughs> son, you can do whatever you want in life, but whatever you do, do your best at it. So if you want to be the clown, you be the best clown you can be. So somewhere along the line, I think I took that seriously. And um, that's what kind of started me into it. Um, my god brother and I, we used to watch like Nickelodeon, watch Keenan the Kill. I'm like, man, we could do that. I could do that. I could do that. Look, I could definitely do that. And um, it wasn't until my 12th grade year in high school, uh, there was a play going on and one of the guys I played football with, I happened to meet a friend of a friend and they were doing a play, uh, the Rebecca Pageant School of Performing Arts. And it was like a black history play. And when I walked into that back room and I saw the lights, I said, wow, this is it. This is, this is, mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. Little did I know that I just I just knew I was killing it because I was in there just doing the monologue and I'm like, yeah, I'm killing this thing. And I, now that I look back at it, I was like, geez, that wasn't good at all. Um, <laughs> like, it was so monotone. I mean, I was up there energy-wise, but it was just one level. And I just, like, God, that, that really wasn't much of nothing back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, after high school, uh, I was going to go into the Army. Um, 
thought about it. I still, you know, I still kind of wish I did because I want to do the whole CIA thing. But then I realized, like, they don't really have happy lives and whatnot. So I was like, I want a happy life. I want a family and all that other good stuff. So I went to Armstrong, which is now Georgia Southern, and took up theater. And I got my bachelor's. And then I moved to Atlanta. And I got distracted and started being a sheriff's deputy somewhere along the way. And then um, then I started getting back into it, slowly but surely. Um, mostly plays and whatnot. But, um, yeah. That was pretty quick. Did I get that quick enough? Did I get the fact? Yeah, no, that's that's perfect. So, <laughs> so most of your experience in acting has been theater arts. Yes. Okay. Now, do you want to transition to film also? Yes. Um, to be honest, to be honest, I'd rather do theater. Um, there's nothing like being on stage and the interaction with the audience and their energy that moves you. And then having to be in that moment, to me, there's nothing like it. But film pays more. So, you know, I, I got to make the dividends. <laughs> got to make these dividends. Wow, wow. So so when you went to work and you became a sheriff, were you still doing, like, acting gigs on the side and doing plays? Um... Uh, a few. Um, somewhere along the lines, I kind of got distracted, if I'm honest. And as much as I want to say it was this, it was that, no, it was me. I was making up every excuse in the world, like, okay, well, I'll do it. And I know I'll wait until this and just, you know, just kept making excuses for it. Um, and, and I did do small plays here and there. Um, I know I did do Love's Last Episode. Um, before I joined the sheriff's office and after I joined the sheriff's office, I, I did it again. But to be honest, I wasn't putting in the effort that I needed to do. And um, I just I was just making excuses and I just got tired of making excuses and uh, decided to quit, quit making excuses and start to pursue it seriously. Mm -hmm. um, I've auditioned for, a, you know, for a few films and all that other stuff. Haven't booked any of them, but, you know, we keep hope alive. We keep hope alive. Um, and I think that's what it is. I think somewhere along the line, I got discouraged because you you definitely hear a lot more no's than you do yeses. But oh, that absolutely. One yes, <laughs> that one yes is all you need. Listen, Alfred, I need you to say that again for the people <laughs> in the back. <laughs> I, I don't think, you know, actors understand that. You know, even when, once you get representation and you have an agent, it's still you have to put in a lot of work and be willing to get the nose <laughs> that that you just have to understand. That's part of the game. And that's it. That, that's just it. It's a part of it. And if you can't take the nose, well, this this isn't it's not for you because. <clears throat> And what, I, what I'm learning now the hard way, because I know, I'm like, and I'm not saying I'm the greatest actor in the world, but I know I'm pretty decent. I'm decent mm -hmm. enough. But I would look at these people like, man, wait a second. I know I'm better than that. But then I had this conversation with a friend of mine, um, Moses. Um, and he was like, listen, you got to understand that half the time that people get cast, it's nothing to do with talent. It's nothing to do with talent. When these people get casted, a lot of times it might be a person they know. They just may look better for the role. And that's just it. They just look better. And they worry about the other stuff later. So a lot of times it's nothing that you did wrong or you didn't do right. It's just they just wanted somebody else. And it's just as simple as that. And once mm -hmm. you get in that mind frame, like, as long as I put my best work out there, 
if they like it, cool. If they don't, just go on to the next one. Don't take it personal, you know? Yeah, that's, the big that's thing. true. That's true. I mean, it's just something about that one yes <laughs> that will drive <laughs> you. I mean, it can push you for so long and, and keep you going, right? That one yes. I was Let actually in a, a clubhouse room a few mm-hmm. weeks ago and there was an actor very seasoned i mean he he's been in the game what 20 25 years something like that oh that's but he said <laughs> he said and this was recently he said he had about 80 no's 80 mm-hmm. like could you imagine doing 80 auditions but then the one yes though mm-hmm. the one yes can be life-changing yes it can life-changing I mean, it's just so worth it. It's so worth it. And and guess what? I, I told myself that if, even if I don't get a yes, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to mm-hmm. show up because I love it just that much. That's it. And that's, and that's all to it. And yet that one yes is all you need. And a lot of people give up. Like you said, he got it on after 80. <clears throat> Some people give up on 79. And that yes is right around the corner. <laughs> right around the corner. They missed it. Mm. Oh, man. So I'm really uh, excited to know about this journey with Love's Last Episode. Because so you were in that show twice in the actual theater. Um, did we do it two or three times? Um, every time we did it, yes, I was there. <laughs> wow. So how did you even learn about the show? How, how did that all come about? So a very, very long time ago, back in the 2011, 2012, I don't even know if this website is still up, but <clears throat> there's a website called lovetoact.com. And I just happened to see it and submit it for it and um, did the little audition and Hey, the rest is history. But I will say, originally, when I uh, when I originally got casted, when I was originally cast, I was cast for the role of Doc. And then the guy who was supposed to be Doc didn't show up for rehearsals. So I'm like, well, shoot, I'll go ahead and do it. And somehow, some way, for me just filling in for Ray, somehow I became Ray. And hey, the rest is history. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And so doing it in the theater versus, you know, clubhouse in audio drama, which side do you feel like you enjoyed the most? Um, I'm definitely going to say um, in theater. Hands okay. down. Um, the audio was cool because, you know, you get to have your script right there. So, you know, <laughs> you don't have to worry about forgetting a line because it's right there. Just look down at your script. Um, but I think it kind of gives a handicap just a little bit, just a little bit. And um, when you're on the page, sometimes I think that can distract you from what's going on at the moment. Because if you're looking at the page, you know exactly what they're about to say and whatnot. And it takes away from that. What's the word I'm looking for? It takes away from the the randomness or uh, the in it's in the moment but you don't you don't quite know exactly how they're going to say their line because you just never know and by having that paper it's kind of like oh well i know they're going to say this and they supposed they should say this and it just kind of takes away living in the moment sometimes but yeah I mean, it's, it's something you know but i'd rather be on stage yeah i mean i'm sure 
well, I, I do have experience with theater too. It is harder, right? <laughs> you have to memorize those lines and you can't, you know, the script can be a crutch in a way when you're doing audio only because you don't necessarily have to memorize your lines. Now, to be honest, I still, even if it's an audio drama, I like to still try and be as familiar with the script as possible, close to memory, if not, you know, memorized. Um, just so that, like you said, you can be actually more in the moment, mm -hmm. you know? So, so wow. So both times, so both shows, you were Ray, you were never uh, Michael Love when you did the theater. <laughs> no, I was always uh, Ray. Um, to be honest, I always felt like I, I was like, I, I think I could do Mike, but I wasn't at a point in my life to do Mike. Okay. If I'm honest. Okay. Okay. Um, just I wasn't open enough to being vulnerable to let those emotions show the way Mike needed to have those emotions show because Mike is he's a very vulnerable person and, and to expose that side of yourself it's it's intimidating and I wasn't yeah. at that point then. Okay. Well, for the listeners, um, tell us just briefly a little bit uh, of you know, love last episode, what this show is about. It's pretty, pretty heavy. <laughs> it's a really great love story, but it definitely taps into um, some pretty heavy things. And so I can see why, you know, you felt maybe that you were not ready for a role like that um, as far as the vulnerability piece. So tell the listeners um, what the show, um, just briefly what it was about. Okay, well, um, it was basically, I'm not gonna say basically because that's putting it lightly. Um, it, it, the story revolves around Michael Love and um, his journey with life. Um, he's a celebrity real estate broker and um, the love of his life comes back into his life one day while he's working and um, they get a chance to rekindle their relationship. And uh, Michael has a girlfriend, but he doesn't really want her because you know he, he has other issues going on. So he kind of just, has heard to be a, uh, what's that? Is that the term they call a beard or something like that? Not, let me not say that because he he, he does like women. He does like women. He just yeah. not necessarily, doesn't necessarily want to be with Janae, but just to get people off his back. Hey, see, I do like women. Here here she is. Mm -hmm. But um, it, it, it basically revolves around the story of him learning to deal with the reason that he's afraid of women in the first place because he's been through such a traumatic experience um, that makes it hard for him to open up um, to women because he's been hurt. And not only that, um, what he's been through physically, physically affects him into the sense that it makes him pass out because he can't handle or his body is accustomed to blocking out what's going on to him so he doesn't have to be aware of what's happening to him because of the traumatic experiences that he's been through. And so it's the story about him learning about those experiences and working through those experiences to try to become a better person. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that, that sounds amazing. I actually, you know, I was in the audience the first time I listened in on Clubhouse and for the listeners, Clubhouse is a drop in audio app that allows you to have real time conversations with people across the world. And it's really a great space for creatives because now we can do audio dramas. And so Love's last episode, not only was it performed in theaters, but it was also uh, introduced to the Clubhouse app. And so this is how I met Alfred. 
And we actually had a chance to work side by side. So I was the love of his life. Well, I came back into his life. So I was, yes, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I played the role of fantasy and um, we rekindled our love and we came back into each other's life. And so this is how I had a chance to meet Alfred. And so, um, so thank you for sharing and giving us a little bit of of what that show was all about. I know that um, it, it really, just being in the audience for the very first time listening in, I, I actually went on an emotional roller coaster, if I could be honest, uh, because there were some times that I just like laughed out loud, but then I cried and then now I'm laughing again. <laughs> and it was really, but it really hit home, you know? And I think it did that for many. And so I love stories that, stories that are so real and so, you know, that will touch you to the core, to the point where you're still even afterwards, like, wow, you mm -hmm. know, where you even have an opportunity to heal and to relate and, you know, even forgive, you know, if that's ever happened to you or your loved one. So um, I love that this story shared child molestation from the male perspective um, because you don't really hear as much, you know, from the male's perspective. And so I'm glad that now you've grown in your craft and in acting where you were vulnerable enough now to actually play that role. And so well, I might say. Oh, thank <laughs> because... you, <so> sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the writing was excellent. I mean, there would be no Love's Last episode. I mean, I mean, it was just written to perfection. And yes. so, yes. Um, wow. Can I, so, her out? Can I shout her out? Please, no, you better go ahead because I was about to. You just go right on ahead. <laughs> yeah. How did I even jump up? Okay, I get so excited sometimes thinking about stuff. I have to get the, the most basic of the basic things. Um, shout out to Faiza Imani. Um, the writer, the director, the visionary of the show, like to take that topic and yes. put it to where it is it, is still heavy enough for you to understand to be like, oh God, this is happening because it's something that we don't talk about because a lot of this happens, but a lot of it stays on the hush hush because we don't want this to get out that so and so got touched on by so and so and you know they related to him and it's it's a shame that this happens so often, but as little as people tell as lightly as people take it it happens more often than we think and um the way she wrote about it um where you can experience and you can understand it but it's not so heavy to the point where it scares you off because she leaves enough comedy in there mm -hmm. so okay i can lighten the mood Ooh, okay that is funny oh god it's back again it's back again it's back <laughs> right again. <laughs> right <laughs> but it's wonderfully written and she did such an amazing job so shout out she to did Fife. she did i definitely um want to invite her on and just because she's working on a lot she's got a lot going on and yeah. so i want to just hear everything that she has going on and, and god is just doing a thing in her life and what she's doing with with this art it's just so beautiful because you're you're really touching lives you're changing lives and it's not just entertaining and so I am excited. I will definitely um, extend an invite and, and really share the time with her to hear her heart and how this all came about. So that that's something to look forward to. So um, now, as we talk about finding your voice, 
Um, the show is definitely, you know, I want it to have a safe space for creatives mm -hmm. to really just be themselves, you know, because a lot of times people, they want to put you in a box and, mm -hmm. oh, I hate that so much. I, I really do. Uh, because we have so many gifts and talents to offer the world. And so we we want to we don't want to be just seen as one way right just think right. what if people only wanted to see you as ray and only wanted to see the comical side of you and they didn't want to see you this vulnerable emotional side the sensitive side you know like it would be hard for them to receive you right right and so i i think that you know as a creative we have to have that space where we can say you know what I'm I'm really not okay right now. <laughs> or, right. you know, this is something that I'm really not comfortable with, but I want to take a stab at it. You know, mm -hmm. maybe singing, singing is not my thing, but I want to try and, and not be judged <laughs> for that, you know? <laughs> so I, I I think that this is the space that's, you know, that allows that. And I'm I'm really thankful that you had an opportunity to come on because I, I'm not, I'm going to be honest. There are times when I'm stuck in my own head. Um, the, the role that I played, fantasy, um, I had to have a sense of vulnerability too, yeah. because that was something I experienced abuse also uh, with my dad and watched my mom be abused. And now I'm trying to be there for you and you, you know, and everything that you went through. So I had to have a certain degree of vulnerability and open myself to feel I had to open myself up to feel what you were feeling yeah. and so that actually made me well it forced me to tap into some of my own personal experiences and mm -hmm. I, I wasn't ready it caught me off guard <laughs> it literally <laughs> caught me off guard after the first rehearsal I was like boohoo crying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I thought I could do this. Where did this come from? I was really, I mean, I was still very excited about the role, but I wasn't ready to tap into those feelings. I, I just, I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to be vulnerable. I, I didn't, I just didn't. <laughs> and I reached out to you like, I need some help. I really need some help. And so, I really want you to share with the listeners what you told me that day because it really helped me about responding to your scene partner because that that changed the game for me and you you've heard things before like i've heard that before i went to a performing mm -hmm. arts school and i've studied acting i've been in acting what over 20 years now but mm -hmm. being in a situation like that where you really had to connect with something traumatic from your past <laughs> and now it's it kind of, it hits a little differently. And so I really want you to share with the listeners how you were able to help me real time get out of my head. Okay. Yeah. Um, first off, you know, when, gosh, let me go back when you were like you, those feelings, like when you, when you did that scene and we did that, you came from such a, a, a real place that like I could hear like the old, Fantasy is really over here balling over here. I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and with the, with the vulnerability thing, you know, it's hard. 
it's hard to show that side of yourself because you're, you're afraid of being judged. You're afraid of how people see you. You're afraid to show that part of yourself. Um, and for me, I was like that for a very long time. Um, what what helped me, um, I took a Meisner class um, with the instructor Dustin Lewis with Drama Inc. here in Atlanta. And um, usually we do that in person, but because of COVID, we had to do it um, via Zoom. Is it via via via? That's a hard word to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we did that, you know, during during COVID. And um, being a performance arts major, you know, for the longest I refused to take the classes because I felt like, man, I'm a theater major, I don't need it. But that one class by itself made so much sense. Like getting out of your head. Well, we have this tendency to be in our head and not live in the moment. Okay, so acting is nothing more than living truthfully under imaginary circumstances. How can you live truthfully if you're sitting there thinking about yourself? Because usually when you're talking to somebody, you're listening, well, hopefully you're listening to the person. Sometimes we just, we're so busy um, thinking about what we gotta say, which is why there's problems in communication because we don't take the time to listen to what the other person is saying because we're so busy thinking about ourselves. And it's the same thing with acting. It's the same thing. Um, we're so worried about the emotions. Oh God, I'm supposed to cry next. I need to cry next. I need to get ready to cry. <laughs> and that that was my problem. I was I was so focused on the emotion instead yeah. of focused on what's going on right now. And um, I think we were we were talking. I was like, well, just um, focus on your scene partner. If you're focused on your scene partner, you don't have time to think about yourself. Mm-hmm. If if I'm telling you, oh my God, um, listen. I don't like talking about this. And a matter of fact, I've never told anybody. But when I was younger, my aunt, my aunt molested me. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot for a man to tell something like that to anybody, nonetheless right. his girlfriend. Right. And so if if you if you're not affected, you you can't be you're not listening. Do you have feelings? Do you care? Can you sympathize? Right. Um, you know, and, and that's just that's just it. It's it's all about listening. And I think we have a tendency to be more worried about what we're supposed to do versus what we should what is going on right now. So um I mean that's that's pretty much it. You know, um it sounds so simple. But yeah. it's so simple that a lot of times we overlook how simple it is to just listen. And you know what? I'm, I'm so glad you broke that down the way you did because when I think back in theater arts, we're so aware of like who's in the crowd. I mean, I guess starting out, I'd say. Now I'm not. <laughs> but starting out, amateur, like I'm, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking about, you know, the people around you and in the crowd and how you sound, how you look. And so that does take away from that moment with your scene partner. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but the way you really broke that down, it made me so aware. It, I felt like it was just you and I in the room in every scene, just like it, nobody else like you couldn't tell me that you were not like my boo in real life <laughs> <laughs> and so that that really honestly made it easy though for me to to really empathize with you and really be there for you and so um so i just want to publicly thank you because you know i i 
I'll say, I'll be the first to admit, I will always learn more and more. I, I've never gotten to the point where I just know it all. And so it's very humbling to be able to, you know, just still be okay with learning and, and getting the help along the way. And so I, I thank you for, for just, that, that was a challenge. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was, but it worked out. It worked out. It's, so. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> um, hey, you, you know, you're welcome. I thank you. Hey, you listened, you did it. So at the end of the day, thank yourself because you took, you, 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 you received it and then you processed and you did it. And the way, and like I even told you this, like the way you did fantasy, like I hadn't seen it done the way you've done it. Like a lot of people have done it and they've been kind of sad, but I felt like you really understood what he was going through. You really, I understand. I've been there too. too. I've been through it too. I get it. I understand what you're going through. And like, you really conveyed that. And so you saying about me, for you to do that helped me be better because I really felt like you understood. Wow. Wow. That's, that's something. That's something. You know, I was really excited about this time today because I, I really miss theater. I have been recently, I've been doing voiceover and been wanting to transition into film. But with the pandemic and all, like theater just got shut down just abruptly. <laughs> and so, you know, I miss being in the shows and I miss actually attending um, the plays. And so... Um, I actually wanted to let the listeners know what us actors do for warm-ups uh, sometimes <laughs> before the show. <laughs> and so I know that tongue twisters are really popular for a lot of actors um, who want to just kind of warm up their vocals and, and kind of get things going. And so I thought it'd be a little fun to kind of see what that's like. And mind you, I suck at it. Like I do. <laughs> But word around town, you 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 are right. You are right. So let's let's see. I sent you something to your DM. Let's mm -hmm. see if we can show the listeners, you know, what the what the behind the scenes look like. Just a little tongue twist or a little warm up may look like for preparing for a show. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what, you pick a number, pick a random number, go for it. Okay, seven. Seven. Let's see. I saw Susie sitting in the shoe sign. Shoe sign shop. <laughs> with you and these S's. All right. Okay. Um, let's see. I saw Susie sitting in the shoe sign. Sh shoe shine shop. See, now you're putting me on the spot. And now my S's ain't coming out. Right? My S's. I Let me see Susie. if I can do it. Because the, the key is to try to do it fast, right? But still right. articulate the words. I saw Susie sitting in the shoe shine shop. Oh, damn. <laughs> I did that. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Let me choose another number because that was easy. Hang on. Let's see. Um, give me a number. 16. 16. Okay. Oh, Lord. Oh, I wish to wash. Oh, gosh. Wait. I wish to wash my Irish. <laughs> oh, I wish to wash my Irish wrist, wrist watch. Woo, that's a doozy. I wish to watch my my Irish restaurant. Oh, okay, I suck at this. Okay. All right, I'm gonna give you one. 27. 27. Let's see. Six sticky skeletons. Six sticky skeletons. Six sticky skeletons. Easy ones. No. You no. gave me the three words. No, wait a minute. No, we're gonna start over. 
45. Oh, oh no, here we that's go. the same one. Wait, no, that's a different one. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Which wrist watches are switch wrist watches? Which wrist watches are switch wrist watches? Which wrist watches are switch wrist watches? Which wrist watches are switch wrist? Which wrist watches are Swiss wrist watches? Which wrist watches? Ooh, dang, Watch us to Okay, 48. Because I need you to suck at one of these. Now, come on, 48. Let's oh, come go. on. I, uh, <laughs> I, I sucked at like the first two, like the first two you gave me. Come on now. 48. Let's go. Now. Okay, all right. Whew. A skunk sat on a stump and thunk the stump stunk, but the stump thunk the skunk stunk. Hmm. Try it again. Hmm. A skunk sat on a stump and thought the and thunk the stump stunk, but the stump stunk. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it, I got it, I got it. <clears throat> let me let me enlarge it so I can see, because I can't see the words so little, that's why I can't say it. A skunk sat on a stump and thunk the stunk stunk, but the stump thunk the skunk stunk. Ooh, okay. Right, let me try this. Okay. Please do. Go, go for it. Go, okay. go. A skunk sat on the stump and thunk the stump stunk, but the thump thunk the skunk skunk. Wait, no, wait. <laughs> let me try that one more time. <laughs> a skunk sat on the stump and thunk the stump stunk, but the stump thunk the skunk stunk. There it is. No? Did it? Okay. All right. Ooh, wait. One more time. A skunk sat on the stump and thunk the stump stunk, but the thump thunk the skunk stunk. Whatever. <laughs> but anyway, guys, <laughs> listeners, you get the point. That That's, you know, it takes work. It takes work. But uh, I actually, when I first started my voiceover company officially, um, the grand opening that week, I actually had a contest with mm. some middle school kids. And the first place was $75. And it was whoever could do the, the tongue twister. And I think, I don't know, I... Was it five seconds? I feel like it was five seconds or less, or I don't remember exactly. But everybody wanted to see me do it, of course. <laughs> I think I made up every excuse, every excuse I could, because I'm like, <laughs> these kids are not about to outshine me, okay? <laughs> that was a lot of fun, but no, tongue twisters are very helpful, and there are so many other warm-ups that you can do to kind of warm up the vocals and get things going. So, wow, that was fun. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, when's the last time you've done a tongue twister? Um, it it probably was about before this, probably about 2015. I think we were working on just a little small production at a church, and um, we had some tongue twisters then, and that's about. It's been a while. Like <laughs> when, you, yeah. when you kind of leave the college, uh, the collegiate scene, it kind of just goes away. But every day in college, you got those. Oh god, here we go. Lippity pippity, lippity pippity, lippity pippity lip. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yes. Wow. Wow. Well, it's been it's been such a pleasure. I definitely want you to share with the listeners how we can connect with you and follow any projects that you're working on and just really stay connected with you via social media. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, if you ever need me, just call 911. Uh, we'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, but no, seriously. Um, my name on Facebook is Alfred Pierce. Um, I look like Amari Hardwick's little cousin, half removed or whatever. So if you see that picture, that's me. Um, you do, you do. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I do see that's the resemblance. Yeah, my cousin. I keep trying to tell people he from Savannah cousin. too. That's my cousin. I know him. Oh my um, goodness, you're funny. 
And my Instagram is the underscore second underscore Alfred Pierce. All right. All right. Well, we'll be following you and kind of seeing what you're up to. Hey, hopefully I can keep everybody entertained. You know, that's all I want. Yeah. I always said said that um, people ask, why do you do theater? And it's as simple as this. If I can take your mind off of whatever's bothering you for an hour and 30 minutes, I'm happy. I love it. I love it. And we all need that. <laughs> this is a time Ooh. that we're living in. We we definitely need that. I mean, boy, yes. Yeah. So yes, thank you for your gifts. <laughs> thank you for your gifts and offering them to the world because we need it. So, uh, but I just wanted to thank you again for coming on the show. You're always welcome. And until next time. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. My pleasure. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And remember, you are the voice.